0: Hi, this is Justin Vaughn with Miramed Global Services. Our article today is entitled Stimulus 2.0 What Hospitals Can Expect. In the deadly days of World War II when the Russians were on the brink of defeat at the hands of multiple German army groups spread along a thousand-mile front, factories beyond the Urals managed to mass-produce tanks in sufficient numbers to eventually beat back the German advance. The T-34 main battle tank was an inexpensive, no-nonsense weapon that turned the tide of war. The Russians ability to churn out so many of these bare-bones combat vehicles remains a miracle of modern military history. This section is entitled Round and Round. Sometimes the urgency of a situation demands immediacy over complexity. In the midst of a massive threat, you may not have time to carefully craft a perfect solution, like the Russian tanks. You just want to throw as many resources at the threat as quickly as you can. That appears to have been the federal government's strategy relative to a $30 billion fund that was rushed to healthcare providers and facilities. Throughout the country beginning April 10. This money represented a first round of stimulus money meant to help support the healthcare industry in response to the coronavirus outbreak. The rub is that this money was seemingly thrown at the industry in a shotgun approach that many believe was poorly targeted. It was based on a formula tied to the entity's historical Medicare payments But what about those providers and hospitals that had a low Medicare population, such as children's hospitals? We were told that we could expect the second round of stimulus funds to address such inequities. In other words, the second round was to be designed with a bit more selectivity, complexity, and focus. According to one news outlet, quote, the next wave of funding is intended to help providers who missed out on the first round," end quote. but is that really the case? In answer to that question, Health and Human Services released its plans for the second phase of funding, which we are told is to be generally distributed along the following lines. First, $20 billion to providers based on 2018 patient revenue. Second, 10 billion for hard-hit areas, third, $10 billion for rural providers, and fourth, $400 million for the Indian Health Service. In the following sections, we will dive a little deeper on each element of the second round of funding, beginning with the $20 billion block of funds. This section is entitled, Strings and Things. According to Healthcare Finance, the $20 billion in payments will go out on a weekly rolling basis. The first installments were delivered Friday, April 24. A portion of providers will automatically be sent an advance payment based on the revenue data they submitted to CMS cost reports. Providers without adequate cost report data on file will need to submit their revenue information to the quote general distribution portal, end quote. Even those providers who receive their money automatically will need to submit their revenue information for verification purposes. Those who don't have up-to-date information on file can provide updates using the same general distribution portal. And then if you go to our article online, you will see a link that you can click on to access the portal. One of the conditions of receiving these funds is an agreement by the provider to not engage in balanced billing of presumptive or actual COVID patients. In other words, providers must agree not to seek collection of -of out-of-pocket payments from such patients that are greater than the patients would have otherwise been required to pay if the care had been provided by an in-network provider. To find and sign off on these terms and conditions, providers will simply need to go to the link that I mentioned previously. Again, please go to our website, access this article, and you will find the link therein. This section is entitled Targeted Facilities. Beyond the $20 billion dollars discussed above, the second wave of stimulus money will include an additional $10 billion dollars to hospitals with large numbers of COVID patients. The whopping $4.4 billion of that money going to hospitals in New York alone, the state with the highest number of COVID patients registered in the U.S. Hospitals have to provide information to the administration using a website that launched April 23. The information required includes sharing the number of patients admitted with either a confirmed or suspected case of COVID. In determining payment levels, HHS will look at which hospitals have the highest number of cases, quote, weighting more heavily toward providers with a significant number of low-income patients, end quote, according to Business Insider. Then there is an additional $10 billion that is being set aside for rural health care facilities, These fines will be funneled to some 2,000 rural hospitals, including approximately 1,100 rural health clinics and 1,300 freestanding clinics affiliated with these hospitals. Payments are expected to go out as early as this week. They will be distributed on the basis of the facility's operating expenses. Finally, the second round includes an additional $400 million to the Indian Health Service. As with the rural hospitals we just mentioned, the emergency relief funds will be allocated based on operating expenses. Payment amounts have been particularly designed to provide targeted support of telehealth services. These payments are expected to begin rolling out in the next few days. The section is entitled Imperfect but Impactful. While these emergency relief funds to providers and hospitals may not have been perfectly tailored to address the wide ranging needs as some reckon them, many remain thankful that Washington was at least willing to infuse billions, waive rules, and act quickly to address the most debilitating health slash financial crisis we've ever witnessed. Government solutions are not perfect, but they will hopefully prove sufficient to stave off massive bankruptcies in the healthcare sector even as providers and facilities struggle to save lives. Miramed Global Services is also here to provide support in this time of need. We offer a wide array of specialized services, from remote staffing to data capture, auditing, and analytics. Please reach out to us at info at miramedgs.com to see how we can assist your organization during this critical time. Thank you for listening.